Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 31st. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. I, I, You know, we aren't going to get a first of the month recording next month, but I do like the aspect of recording on the first of this month and the last day of this month. You've lost me there, but I, I'm happy for you that you're happy that you're trying we, to make we it work. We recorded... The fr- August first and the 31st. Oh, I see. A true. And I think situation. we might have recorded the fifteenth. I think we did. Look how at about that. that? Look how it fell in August. What well, an August that we'll always remember for <laughs> ultimate prizes, lived affections. We're going it out, going out with a little bit more court cases. Uh, yeah, defamation lawsuits full <laughs> of uh, typos and preposterous heckles. <laughs> The clay man coming coming uh, into the zone. <laughs> golf consciousness, the greater golf consciousness, golf world. It's been an interesting month, as uh, you know. I, these calls you have about antitrust and uh, all these Saudi Arabia geopolitics, right? It's like a lot, lot less to do with golf, which is what made I think Sunday in the moment. A little refreshing, at least, right? And we're not saying the FedEx Cup is this. This or the FedEx Tour Championship is this event that's just pure and free from, you know, branding or money or or corporate influence, and it's not forced. But it was real golf competition there for a minute in a in a summer that's sort of the competition has been concurrent with a lot of other drama in the golf world. And I'm not complaining about it, but it, it is refreshing to get the golf every now and then. I was talking with somebody yesterday about this is like how the moments of of like refuge from the summer um, and all the live tour stuff and all the the crazy things that we've been talking about this year. The refuge moments have been like Thursday through uh, Sunday, like conclusion of the round Sunday at majors where all the all the gossip which is like fever pitch at majors of live goes away for like four days and then as soon as that final putt drops it's back you know but like during that period of time it's like oh it's really nice to talk about championship and meaningful golf um, right and and not all this other junk but you know here we are uh another day an, uh, you know another batch of of uh defections we talked about most of them i guess that added one that we didn't have uh as of um this weekend was uh uh lahiri is that confirmed it's, yeah. yeah so they've announced today cam smith the worst kept secret i was trying to think of worst kept secrets in golf before they got announced in the recent Phil suspension like, yeah the PGA moved to May, like that was like a thing everybody knew about for like a year before they actually announced it. You know, reshuffling the schedule like that. Um, but that that's been known. It feels like forever, um, rumored and then really solidified beyond rumor in the last month or so. I Cameron mean, they Smith, were putting putting up like memes of Cam with Cam Smith in there with all the other live boys. That's true. Like it's yeah, they didn't. They sort been of effectively at it more than announced, like the right. the way the suspension work, where where they hit the shot. You know, the second they hit the shot, it they're suspended. It's like he, you could say, I'm playing 2024 live and play all 2023 on the tour, right? Right, right. So the announcement today. Oh, we should announce. We have pro shop sale, Labor Day sale. That's oh, a hard right turn, big. but we should just say Friday pro shop, fifteen percent off, auto applied at checkout, Prince. Merchandise. We got fall gear. Layering, I suppose, is the term you want to use for that with vests and pullovers and quarter zips and all sorts of things going on. 15% off the yeah. Fried Egg Pro Shop. Did I Starting miss anything? Starting to cool there? down a little bit. Well, it's like 95 here, but yeah, I think it eventually will. 
what's depressing about this time of year is I believe that you lose three minutes of sunlight every day. Three? Yeah. I thought it was like one a day, but then it accelerates at certain points of the year. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I could be another, wrong. Another topic, which with which we're maybe not equipped to uh, talk about, but we have nonetheless. Um, one thing we will talk about are these defections. So let's get to that. Pro Shop, though. SG, uh, no, no, no promo code. You just get 15% yeah. off the Fried Egg Pro Shop. We have so many hats. So many. I can't even tell you how many hats we have. Just we wear a lot insane, of hats. Yeah, it's just... It, it's an absurd amount of hats. Wait, we have way too many hats. So <laughs> if you're in the market of hat for hats, take some off our hands. We got uh, uh, American Needle now, right? I think some people are very particular on whether it's American I, Needle versus other brands. We have those, but we yeah. have uh, Imperial. We have options. It sounds like we have a lot. How's it going at shipping and receiving at the merchandise factory? Are they not happy with the the hat taking up too much corners of the basement, garage, whatever it is at the Friday? It's everywhere. I was there last week, or maybe like you know two weeks ago. It's everywhere. It's just they have no living room. Buy some hats if you want. Fifty percent off a hat. That's a good chunk of change. Get a quarter boxes everywhere. Buy a full box of hats. Uh, yeah, we don't push merch nearly enough, I suppose. Um, all right, fifty percent off. That's it. Live live golf defections this this week. Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, the indecisive Neiman, apparently went to Boston having not signed. It's like, come on, man! Like it, you, like do we need still need to understand what's on the table? What what what's out there for you? I realize it's a big decision, but like it seems like he probably had decided if he was flying to Boston. Um. He signs. That's the one to first first loss of the Delaware delegation. He's out. He's also represented by GSC, that that uh, agency that has had a, a run of players sign with Live Golf, and whose agents I'm sure have made out quite quite nicely because of it. Uh, Harold Varner the third recently just signed to be a PGA Tour FanDuel ambassador, and, and the ever-growing relationship between the PGA Tour and its gambling partners. That's out. So he's gone to live. Uh, Mark Leishman, an Aussie. Cameron Tringali, another Cameron. And Anirban Lahiri. So those, uh, what is it, six guys are joining for Boston. Mito Pereira was the one that was reported by, was it Rex Hoggard? Mm-hmm. That is uh, not in this batch. I think Rex in that report said he would be coming post. Uh, he's waiting for the DeKalb event. Is it DeKalb? Yeah. Okay. I think in Georgia they pronounce it DeKalb. 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 But in Illinois it's DeKalb. Yeah, he's waiting for the DeKalb uh, Northern Illinois event. Do you think he Northern wants to Illinois go to like a University US, event. Northern Illinois game? Like parent with like, ah, I don't need to go to like, I, BC Rutgers, I suppose, would be there. Maybe the, there's a UMass game I don't think the it's BC. It's, it, it wouldn't be. That's t- it's too far from Boston. I know. It's probably UMass, Amherst. Of UMass, maybe I don't know if they're still. They're, Do they have a football team? I mean, they went to Division One. I don't think it's been pretty since <laughs> they went. I think they they're regularly ranked as the worst team in all of Division One. UMass, Akron, it kind of gets. I'll around. I'll always have an affinity for UMass thanks to uh, Marcus Camby in the, in those days. I was more of a Lou Rowe guy. Remember Lou Rowe? Yeah. Talk about syllable and ball economy. Yeah, I was a Lou Rowe. Camby got all the shine, but, but Lou Rowe was really the trailblazer with the uh, uh, Calipari. What was it? Padilla? The, the yeah, guard. Edgar Padilla, Carmelo Edgar Travieso. Padilla. Yeah. yeah. Right? Travieso. Ah, what a there team. There we go. There we go. 90s college hoops. That's what you came here God, for. God, that was the golden age, though. You had yeah. you had Duncan and, at Wake. You had yep. uh, Iverson at Georgetown. Ray Allen at UConn. Oh, God, if I could go back in time and watch some college hoops. Oh, Carrie Kittles. That's a good time. It was early 90s, all on the Eastern Seaboard. But now they have Live Golf. They have no Marcus Camby, but they do have a Live event in Central (laughs) Massachusetts. So uh, a 
college athletics program, but uh, we could sub that in. And Joaquin Neiman is coming. He's was God Sham God a little after that? He was a little after was, that. I think he was later. Probably. Yeah, he was like yeah. early two thousands when Ed Coda was or at, late nineties. Yeah. yeah, late nineties. Yeah, yeah. God, I love college basketball, and now I just can't have any. I have zero time for it anymore. It sucks. But um, all right. Any reaction to these to these wave of defections? Cameron Smith is on Golf Digest and Evan Priest uh, article. Pretty favorable um, article. Not not a lot of, a lot of tough questions lobbed at, lobbed this way. The Australian media has an interesting relationship <laughs> with its sporting stars, and I, you know, I, look at you going after. I'm not the going after guy. Australia. I'm not going after <laughs> Australia. I'm not doing it. But it's pretty out in the open thing. Like they, they're they're cheerleaders. They are, and maybe that's just the way it goes down in Australia. They document their guys in that manner. But um, I, I'm not being critical. It's it's a very cultural. It's a very distinct cultural difference. The way they they cover their and, and root for their guys fa- quite favorably. And I'm not even suggesting Evan specifically. They, they all do that. Um, I haven't read the article though. So you're saying it's favorable. Oh, yeah. So I, I mean, I think they, the title of it is like it's not all about money, but then like right away his quote is, you know, this was a business decision. Um, I think the one thing that I can, and I'm, I'm curious your take. Um, it, he talks about here's his, here's his quote. The biggest thing for me joining is live schedule is really appealing. I'll be able to spend more time at home in Australia and maybe. Uh, have an event down there as well as I haven't been able uh, as well. I haven't been able to do that. And just to get that part of my life back was really appealing. And he went on to talk about like how he, he misses all the weddings. He misses all the birthdays, uh, all of his mates birthdays. He misses being able to go to rugby games and, and so on. And I'm curious, do you have any sympathy for that? take because he's been forced to live in you know effectively if you play on the pga tour you need to live in america and your your season starts you know in january and if you you know the way it's worked in past before this reform uh, reform like you kind of have to play in the fall too i think it's a fair counter argument that he can throw at the pga tour's face my counter to that would be i i think i think COVID is throwing a real sort of monkey wrench into that in recent years, right? Especially Australia has been quite strict. Um, uh, Cam has basically been forced to post up in Jacksonville. His family has been forced to post up in Australia. Wasn't it the players the first time he'd seen his like mom yeah. and sister in a couple of years? Like, so COVID has certainly exacerbated that problem. And that's not to deny that it's not a problem to begin with. Um, I guess I would just, it, it's a flaw in the PGA tour, but it's not going to be in the future. Right. I, well, I it's think it's flaw. still going to be a flaw because it's, it's everything's going to be American. Yeah, well, it's an American it? tour, right? And if you look at, I mean, you you start to look at the list of players, and it's like very clear who live is is super appealing to is is international players, right? Who, right. you know, like I think that's the big the big draw. I mean, they talk. He talked about how live season is I believe they said is going to be February to October. Can I right so it gives him But they're talking about the event in Australia being late April, so he's going to yeah. go from the Masters to Australia, not to mention all the other guys like DJ Bryson are going to go from Augusta to Australia and then back to Oak Hill. For the PGA, and should I know we be not, worrying like, about weeks. you know when we schedule our our fried egg events? No, because I think we got one in late April. In I, I would hate to run up against Australia live event. You know that could be. Uh, I'd <laughs> like to be ask... avoid avoid live events like the PGA Tour avoids NFL football. I, I would acknowledge. <laughs> I'll acknowledge um, the roster's pretty strong. They tweeted the whole field list. Like it's not bad. They have. I think ten of the last twenty six major winners. Um, how about you know, the how about the Jap- Japanese players just getting <laughs> tossed aside? I kept thinking about that 
the line from The Godfather. Look at how they massacred my team, Torque. How they massacred. Where's my Torque? Where'd my Torque boys go? They're all gone. Henny Duplessis, Justin Harding, just kicked to the curb. Henny Duplessis. He was the third place, wasn't he? Or second place? What's going to uh, happen London? with Stinger? The dynasty. What's, what's, Jerry, what's Jerry and Arlo going to talk about? The formidable Stinger, Stinger for, Golf Club. I forgot about Jerry and Arlo. We're going to be reacquainted with Jerry and Arlo this coming weekend. Um, it's my it's my anniversary this weekend. Oh, do you think I should uh, Do you think I should tell Mrs. Freidag that uh, we're not we're not go, we're not doing anything? I've got to lock down and watch live. We're gonna have a romantic night listening to <laughs> you Arlo. Got YouTube, and, uh, yeah, dinner. <laughs> on the coffee table watching a little Arlo and Jerry Fultz. Um, we talked about Team Torque, and you've talked about Cameron Smith in the international. I think that that brings us to the elephant in the room, and that's Hideki Matsuyama. I think it's an entirely different beast, entirely different prospect. He did not go. Um, he seems to have a ton of leverage with both sides right now. I, I had a conversation with somebody who I really, really respect. Smart person. Uh, has no really skin in the game, does not really care that PGA Tour wins or live wins, not really rooting for either. Um, and I saw uh, Barstool Dan, uh, Barstool Danny Rappaport, uh, Barstool Dan tweeted that he heard Hideki had turned down 300 to 400 million or something. And it was it was point was made to me like that's almost like like whatever offer and not even Dan's tweet they were talking about whatever offer is almost too parochial and constricted a way to think about it with Hideki. And Cameron Smith is the number two player in the world, but he's not Hideki, right? He's not that brand, he's not that level of elite player. I mean, um, and I'm not saying on the course. On the course, Cam, he's been. But that here's this the year. thing with Cam Smith too. He did did it for one year. Hideki's right. been a top twenty player in the world for almost ten years now. Almost a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, like maybe, maybe I think more. that's an important thing to think about with these guys, right? Is yep. there are very few, and we this was what I think we uncovered with those spotlights more than anything. There are very few guys that can have sustained success on the on at high level of 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 professional golf for more than for 10 years or more and there's very few that can even do five you know you have flash in the pants hot runs and i'm not saying that's cam smith but you know hideki Matsuyama is a completely different player than cam smith so the point that was made to me was there are players who can take 300 and 400 million and then there are players where there's a Rory and Tiger category and Hideki's in that category. When he won the masters, it was pondered that that masters could be worth a billion dollars to him. I found articles saying it would unlock $600 million worth of off course earnings. Um, So thinking about turning down a $304 million offer is significant. It's substantial. It's mind boggling. But Hideki sort of falls in a different class. And this is what makes him so valuable to live as well because he gets them the Japanese media rights deal. All of a sudden, there is no Japan Japanese team this week. Hideki's not there. Um, so that's the point that, that, that was made to me is like he's closer to the Rory Tiger school of image school that you have so much to lose if your image falters and your image is going to take a hit if you go to live right now in the short term maybe not in the longest term i don't know that it would take it necessarily it was told to me like it might not take a hit in japan they might not care but there's a risk right that it might and there's a risk that live might fail it might disappear there's less risk that the pga tour is going to fail there's less risk that um your world ranking, obviously there's no risk that your world ranking could tumble. There's less, you know, there's less risk that you'll fall out of events that are more, I don't know, that are majors or global. I I know Hideki has a ton of exemptions either way. Um, But he's just sort of in a different category image and brand wise 
that turn it's not as simple as taking four hundred million dollars. Um, so, so, like, is the ultimate player empowerment move that these guys can't afford? They cannot afford to accept a four hundred million, like a Hideki cannot afford to accept a four hundred million dollar payday. His choices might be like guaranteed four hundred today, but it comes with the risk that it might tarnish, tarnish his image and has to lose cuts ties with sponsors, or he gets that similar amount of money anyways, right? With brands, sponsors, and on course future, on course potential, with the potential of maybe making seven hundred million dollars with as a Masters champion and a PGA Tour elite player. You might laugh about this, but I think that's a similar conundrum Ricky Fowler found himself in. Yeah, right. He, he might be in that in that almost Rory Tiger category. So I I. I uh... I was I'm on a text chain with somebody that's intimate with NBA um players and 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 such and he he this was kind of his take on it in in the NBA vein everyone's different but the archetype of NBA players are first they want recognition and money and only after that do they really fully commit to winning and legacy so you think about that, like when when you look at where Hideki, Rory, what what you're talking about, Hideki, Rory, Tiger, um, maybe Ricky, JT, um, John Rahm. I think those are guys that have enough money, right? Have been showered with money. I don't think Cam Smith's been showered with money. No, and that's why a hundred ish million dollars probably is that like a when you get offered a hundred million dollars that's recognition right yep it's recognition that you're a great player and it's the money that you never had right it's generational money versus a different level of player and and then it's interesting with like dj and how does dj brooks and bryson play into this right well, DJ, I would say, just wants the upfront money and wants to be fishing when he's 42. Yeah. That's just what motivates him. It's not about being... He's never actually had the brands, right? He's never had the brands they probably deserved as maybe the best player of the last decade because he you know, he was considered sort of doltish, fair, unfairly so, right? So like a Citibank or somebody like that went to... a. Justin Thomas type who ironically <laughs> maybe got into some dicey moments with his sponsors, you know, but, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like DJ just wanted the cash. So there's this, and I'm not trying to be dismissive of $400 million, but for someone with like Hideki, it's, it's sort of this undefinable gray area of, of a massive, massive brand that tarnishing that could have costs that you can't recoup on live. And, you know, I think this starts a second part of my point and what I've just really dawned on me today is they can't compete with these upfront money offers. But like thinking about it more and more, like the other option here isn't playing like the Real Check Masters for 650 grand or whatever they, you know what I mean? Or the yeah. Hero Open at the fake St. Andrews for with a $1.5 million purse. Um, these guys that are staying are going to make, I think the top, like hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe on course or more than a hundred million, not hundreds, but upwards of hundred upwards of a couple hundred million dollars on course. And they now have less competition. There's more (laughs) avenues to do so. They don't have Cam Smith. And I'm not, they have a lot. There's, there's never been a better time to be like number Literally. 50 on the PGA tour because it's just like the seas have parted. You're going to be playing these PGA tour B events with like, you know, the, the best player. You're going to be the, also the best player in, you know, one of the best players in these PGA tour B events for $8 million. Now, like let's not poo poo the fact that, that lives playing for 20 million and there's only 48 players. Right. Totally. I'm not saying it's like equal to the live, but it's not, it's not, it's getting closer. Scotty Scheffler almost made $50 million on the, on the course this year. And now he doesn't next year, that guy, whoever that is, who has that hot year, doesn't have to deal with Cam Smith. There's fewer, not like it's not 
opening also I doesn't have to deal departed. with deal with somebody that might just change the rules on you. Like I think one of the things that hasn't been talked about um, with Saudi Arabia and Live, uh, which is rich since they joined the joined the lawsuit, the antitrust lawsuit. Do you know who arguably operates like the largest monopoly in the world? OPEC, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Like, let's not be naive to the fact that they're trying to monopolize the sport. Also, right. That is their right. goal. Their goal is to take all the best players and then change the rules and run the sport. So this is the this is the structure right now. Who knows what the re- structure is when they have everybody or if they if they ever get anybody everybody right there was a report i missed when i was must have been at the beach from golf digest dan before he became barstool dan um and and this is i was reading it today and, and sort of my research to understand these guys are going to have it pretty freaking amazing now and i'm not yeah. suggesting it's the upfront and the same purse money is the same i just but someone like Cam Young, and you have the uh, you have the guaranteed ability to be in major still and Ryder Cups and all that. I think the money starts to get a little bit more competitive than than we thought. So this was the Golf Digest report on August 9th, I think. Tour officials have begun circulating a document obtained by Golf Digest that outlines projected earnings for sample of players if they started their career this year, 2022-23. So this is a PGA Tour document. I don't want to suggest it's like Absolutely, it's probably maxed out to be as beneficially looking towards the PGA Tour. It doesn't mean it's cooked or fake or fabricated, but it's probably trying to be lean between realistic towards towards optimistic for the tour. When asked about the document, the PGA Tour executive confirmed its legitimacy, explained that the calculations are based loosely on a 4% year-over-year growth in total comprehensive earnings with continued added investment in its three bonus programs, FedEx, Comcast Business, and PIP. The projection figures are staggering. The tour claims in the document, if Jim Furyk was a rookie starting in 2022-2023 and had the same 28-year career that he had. This is absurd. 28 he made Jim Furyk's a million, unicorn. He would have made $620 million. Jim Rory would be at 373. Rory would be at 373. We're talking about the top guys who yeah. are unicorns, who would go to live. That yeah, but a 28-year career at this okay, point fine, in golf fine, is fucking fine. absurd. Uh, yeah, sure. 17-year career. Ten, Rory's career would be at $373 million. Spieth would be at $240 million. Snedeker, if he started this year, would be $180 million. Ryan Palmer, the tugboat, $100 million. That's probably more than he would get at Liv, right? right? The tugboat's not getting $100 million from Liv. I understand it's, it's over you know, however long. He's played a while. But... Like, I, I just don't, that's a tour document. Again, a tour projection. The money is not horrendous. There's guaranteed starts in the majors. You know your world ranking isn't going to tumble. And if you are such a caliber of a Rory Hideki Tiger, you have less ickiness to deal with with sponsors and, and fans and things like that. And also the, the risk that maybe Liv isn't going to be around. I, that could, if Liv takes all the guys, maybe the PGA Tour is not around. But right now, the tour doesn't seem to be going quietly or, or in a in a weak position. Yeah, I I, I think I mean the money is it, that, and that's what we talked about from the start of this. Right? Is if the tour can get to a compare, like it's not going to match it. It's not. No. Like, but if it can get to somewhere where it's like comparable where it's not like completely lopsided, then, you know, they have a chance, right? That's where you, you can then, then the morals of, of the PGA tour versus playing for Saudi Arabia really will like have a a big impact. Right. Right. The other thing, I mean, I'm interested to see like with the 48 players, like the, the thing that I think with with Liv is like they've done extremely well with the players, like getting players. Yeah. And yeah. are they going to regret Pat Perez? Are they going to regret Charles Howell the Third, Cam Tringali? Like 
Pete, you know, they have, I think Peter Uline was a guy that they got because they knew then they could, that Titleist wasn't going to ban, that wasn't going to pull sponsorship and they're the biggest tour player sponsorships. God, is it, is, the, is this billion dollar Akushnet really that beholden to the scion of its former CEO? Well, like I don't think, the- I think at this point, this is the other thing that's happening. The sports washing is working. Look at that Golf Digest article today. I mean, like, look at how few sponsors drop players now when they join now versus Phil. Like, think about Uh, Phil. uh, Well, Phil had his own. Yeah, but that was a unicorn. But like they've dropped other guys like the banks and RBC and. and Yeah, tour tour centric sponsors have, but not. You know, a tailor-made Adidas isn't going to, you know, a Titleist isn't, Ping's not, like none of the major OEMs are, you know, so these guys are, you know, the the shock of them going is becoming less and less and becoming more and more normalized, which is exactly what the way sports washing works, right? Yeah, I... I, I don't mean to suggest Liv hasn't lives in a weak position either. Like they have they, what they've accomplished is incredible. It's been around for, I mean, the first event was like three months ago and now they have 10 of the last 26 majors in the stable. Um, well, I mean, it just shows how, how hollow um, the, the gentlemen of the PGA tour as we've been blasted in the face with for the last two decades by by the by the tour comms and their sh- shit marketing strategy <laughs> how how hollow and empty so many of these guys are um yeah I, i'd say cam and neiman neiman is a take it up a di- take it into a different direction you know the 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 big time marketing guys that have left i would say are bryson and that's think, about it i think the thing that you can't pick at is it's like a retiree tour anymore now no. with cam neiman bryson brooks you know dj and then they have some other nice young players like you know pat reed i would say i'd throw in there too and you know but they have some nice young players or matt wolf obviously would would fall into that bucket as well but then they also have you know uh your your chachara and yeah it's just, it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. Abe answer. I, I mean, it's going to be a big fall for Liv. It seems like they're probably mostly done signing away players. I mean, it's pretty full. That's the other thing. You talk about how they're full. Like, what's to stop them from, like, for 2025 or 2024 saying it's a 64-person league now or a 72-person league or whatever yeah. it is? You know, like, they could if they keep signing guys uh, and, you know, we still got to keep... Peter Uline on staff, then you just expand. The biggest advantage Liv has right now is the fact that it is like not a fully formed locked in idea. Like they don't have like the, people always say, Oh, the them not having a TV deal is a big, big like detractor. Well, like them not having a TV deal also gives them a lot of flexibility with improving their product and in the in the near term, like like what you just said, they can easily if they don't have a TV deal that stipulates that they have 48 players, they can go to yeah. 64. You know, they could sell more franchise like they that's the thing that really hinders the tour is all of the locked in contracts. It's why they can't just like vanquish 20 events. <laughs> You know why yeah. they can't just get rid of 20 events and be like, you know, what, we're starting over is like, oh, they got a uh, billions of dollars in TV revenue that they have to, you know, um, you know, curtail to and make sure they're not breaking contracts there. They have, you know, 200 players that they have to appease and not rock the boat too much. You know, even though James Hahn is quite, quite disgruntled. <laughs> um, I, I, w- I, I think. The TV deal, I don't know. I don't know if they're like going to get one or not anytime soon. I'm not sure. So we're going to get another big test this week of what interest. I don't know that I trust the YouTube numbers at all. Like, I just, I don't know that I trust those. 
I just wonder, like the, like I've always said, the product, the weeks the product is actually on display is when it's least interesting. It's like July. It's like July in the NBA offseason, free agency. It's crazy. It's so like dramatic and there's a ton of interest. And it's when you get, you know, random grandmas and mother-in-laws and uncles and aunts and neighbors asking, what's with this live thing? Because they see about it in the news. They don't see it. They, they're not asking about it because they saw it on YouTube and they watched a couple holes and they want to know who's winning between the four aces and torque. It's because they they like hearing about the movement and the free the business and the free agency disruption. Like, so at what point does it? At what point does that start to wane? Like the like uh, it had uh, has it lost its interest as soon as like from the first event on? Does it start to wane, or do the keep when you keep adding people like Cam Smith or Joaquin Neiman, can it grow more and more? I think the issue with making a judgment about it right now is that they haven't actually rolled out what they want to do because you know it's all the things we love to chuckle about like oh team torque all those torque fans just just shipped away with the with the Japanese players just sent back to the Asian tour. You know, Sad like we, you know, the Iron you know, the, the Graham McDowell getting, you know, knocked off as captain of the Niblicks and sent to another <laughs> team. Like, you know, these are the things we chuckle about, but because of, you know, really the Phil comments that came out and the tours kind of fighting back at Riviera, their initial plans of having the league, like I I don't want to fully judge the I think we can make some anecdotal judgments on the product and the interest in the product, but I don't want to do a full judgment of the product until they actually do their product next year. Like when they have their league with the teams that are set, you know, week in week out, there might be trades, there might be call-ups like until that's the case until it's like a fully formed, you know, and they have the, like, I don't, you know, from a, in, it's easy to bag on them. And I think it's fun. I I love bagging on the teams more than anybody. Like that's my favorite thing to do is talk about the absurdity of these teams right now. But when they're fully and you're starting to see there are going to be some compelling like they they have a lot of good players, you know? And until that that first full season is done or like halfway done, I don't think we can cast huge judgments about what what the popularity of this pro- product is and if the novelty's worn out since they actually haven't had their their real season and real product on display. One judgment I can cast on the popularity of a product is gooder sunglasses. This oh, is the easiest look at the ad. judgment to pass and cast that we've had in terms of uh, a spot. Like the most requested tries Yeah, must try us baddie because uh, you know we just need to post it somewhere the promo code is sgs but everybody dms us all the time what's the promo code again what's the promo code again extremely popular 25 dollars sunglasses no slip no bounce all fun polarized isn't that the tagline um they're extremely high quality i think i may have lost one of the two pairs i just ordered last week i'm I very upset i think my kids walked off with one and it's somewhere buried in the house but you know what I'm not as worked up about it because it's $25. And I use my sh- uh, promo code, SGS. I saw they have Where's Waldo-themed glasses now, if you oh. want to get a little eccentric there, um, like me and my Tour de France sunglasses. But this is the way to go. Sunglass season is sort of never-ending, right? You know, we're, we're moving into September. Might have a layer on, but you still need your sunglasses. Get a couple pair. Use the promo code SGS, and you get 15% off. Um, thank you to Gooder for the continued sponsorship of the podcast. All right. Uh, anything more on live? We just talked for a while on that. The the one thing I would add is you're talking about TV deals and we don't know what their product is yet. Um, I don't know that I have full faith for them to, that they're going to like start to all of a sudden be more formalized and locked in next year too. Like it's still sort of a moving target. And I guess I, I just wonder about, is it harder to get a TV deal done with Greg Norman as the face of your thing? Because allegedly he's pushing it at Fox, but the Murdochs don't love him. Maybe Fox does like it. I, it just feels like... I was talking with somebody today. Norman... Norman like probably holds them back in terms of like the professionalization and advancement of this, right? Because he's like out there pushing like, you know, 
male enhancement pills on Instagram. He's just, he's, I'm sure he's going to wear like a fake mullet this week and pour beer, you know, for a Cam Smith celebration and pour beers down people's throats. And he just does social media videos, shaking hands up and down the rope line. But they kind of needed someone like that that was so shameless and confrontational to like really get it going, right? To really have the daring dude to like go for it and the way that he has in the first year. But in terms of like going to the next stop um, and really professionalizing it and making it more official in terms of rules and a TV deal and some semblance of like a coherent sort of expectation from month to month and week to week, I don't know that Greg Norman is the face of your your organization. Face in the commissioner is, is like the way to do it. But I think he might have been the right kind of person to crack it up, crack in this this year does that make sense yeah i think in a way i yeah like getting something started and then growing something and and you know fine-tuning a product is like completely different skill sets right yeah like you have to have like maniacal focus on on you know mundane things to make something work really well versus when you start it's exciting and you can be kind of like a a galvanizing like you know um kind of person that has you know that sells you on a new idea but then you know it's a different person that takes that idea and makes it you know turns a new idea into like a really good idea right so i i'd imagine i i wonder what his his agreement looks but you know it wouldn't be unforeseeable to see him him cast away at some point. Right? Felt like he was the circus clown who was shameless enough to put the red nose on and the wig and the face paint and get everybody to come into the tent and, and pay attention yeah. and buy and, tickets. But then and to they blow need somebody up golf and ostracize yeah. himself, like you know, like. And now they need a salesperson to make the sale. Now that everybody's in the tent, you know, and, and push it up, keep pushing. So maybe maybe know, Monahan you know. will go over there. Now that now it's not you know once it's not wartime he he might be the guy. Our fans, our products, our crown princes, <laughs> and our partners. Yeah, he'd do great. Um, anything else on this, uh, Boston? That we're gonna get the schedule for the week. Well, we'll talk I about. just Didn't- yeah, I'd I'd say one last th- thought is like this is why what the PGA Tour does the little things what they do in the next few months and exactly all the details on their proposal, why those matter so much because of where we've gotten with live. And it's really, you know, they had a, it was a, it was a good step forward, but that can't, it can't be a half step. It's got to, you really got to go They're on the edge still. They're absolutely on the edge. They're making some strong arguments, but they're on the edge. They're, they are on the ropes. Like, you know, it it's not inconceivable for three more guys from that meeting to to jump over and and all of a sudden you've lost you know like that you look at beginning of the year top 20 and and the tour doesn't you know it's it's almost a split i'm excited to see bubba as a non-playing captain i'm sure he'll be on the mic saying a bunch of gobbledygook about all weekend um I never. I don't know if you gave your opinion. Did Cam Smith's explanation in Golf Digest satisfy you? Did that? What he? Did you have any empathy for what he was talking about? I do have a little bit. I I have a little bit quotes. of empathy in terms of. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like to have to like. I can't. You know, you get all the riches, but at the same time, you you sacrifice a lot of your life to play professional golf, right? Um, it's like anything. You know, it's people always say, oh, you know, that's a, that's an unbelievable job. That's an unbelievable like every job, every work has its downsides. And I think for for Australian players like and for Japanese players, South Korean players, for, you know, even South American players, like one of the one of the downsides to um, playing or South African players to playing on the PGA Tour is that you are very rarely you're going to have very few opportunities to go home okay. be at home our schedule for the week live golf is friday i want to make sure i have this right because it changes from event to event i believe it's friday saturday sunday this week it's a four it's a three-day weekend in the united states so sunday you know will be a holiday it's a 115 um 
wasn't the last one Fourth of July too? Like a Sunday that was a holiday. I feel like or Portland, not not Jersey. But so it'll be f- Friday, Saturday, Sunday, one fifteen shotgun on YouTube. That's live golf at the International in Massachusetts, not Boston, the home in, in Leroux territory. Uh, I'll swear on the schedule for the week. The Corn Euro Ferry tour. Finals. We have the Euro Tour. Let me just get that. Out I of don't. Euro- Who cares about the European Tour? <gasps> what? Made in Himmerland. That's it. On the Corn Ferry Tour, we have the Corn Ferry Tour Championship at the Rainbow Road, United Leasing and Finance. And uh, would you say that's Central Indiana? Where is that? Victoria National. I think south? it's South. South. Okay. Yeah, it's very South. Last it's last week, Kentucky. Last week to get your card. Some big names. I saw Norman John. You on the I outside? Got, he's like forty six. I got a I got a breakdown. Let's go. Here. Give it to me. Here's who's got who locked up their card. Will Gordon, you know former former Vandy phenom. One in uh one in Idaho. Lingmurth won last week. Uh, Phil Knowles. Michael Gliche, Gliegish? I have never known how to pronounce the Canadian. Yep. Joey Bramlett, Austin Cook, Mean Dean Burmeester from the Euro Tour. Came over. Yeah. And uh, Norlander, uh, Pat Reed's best bud. There was an instance last week where there was a Twitter back and forth between the DP World Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour about Mean Dean Burmeester. And it was very like. I don't know, light bulb moment of like, these are kind of equivalent tours having a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Like two minor league. It was just like hit me watching them go back and forth celebrating Dean Burmeester. But go ahead. Um, really close. Probably safe. Justin Lauer, Dietrich, Thami Dietrich, Nick Hardy, Doc Redmond, some others in there. On the bubble, and but but currently in, Norman Zhang, Dirt McGirt. And I wanted to ask you a question. Is Bryce Garnett a classic 4A guy? Do I have an old... Nor- Where do you have Norman John? He's is 21. Who- oh. I must have the old list. I'm on cornferrytour.com. I'm on cornferrytour.com, too. You know, I don't think they put many resources. God, the website. It's just, it's just... I was thinking about this the other day. You know, I've operated a website for six years. And our website... Is Sucks. not good. It's not. But at least it's had market improvements from day one. Like we have improved with, you know, in, from day one, you know, a ton. This website is the same freaking website as when I started the fried egg. There's been no improvements whatsoever to it. It's absolutely crazy. I must have a different I, the Corn Ferry 25. So I go to I got it's August twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Unbelievable. Uh, maybe it's old. I guess KFT. Yeah, there you go. Finals. It's old. Um, it's old. All right. Okay. So why uh, would it? Why would it be old? Why would the first Google result for Corn Terry Tour Finals twenty five be current? Why would you, you do that? You know they might respond with something about contracts and not knowing how those work or web right. development. You don't know how that works. But okay. it's just so an Norman John's a big one on the bubble. Again. Why I don't have a ton of faith in the, in the current regime figuring out the small details of the battle versus live is a, is encapsulated in the dog shit website that they haven't been able All to figure right. out. Dog Bryce shit Garnett is a classic foray. <laughs> classic right, foray guy. What's Dirt McGirt? Dirt McGirt twenty two. He had like two or three seasons in the bigs where he like raked hit like three hundred. <laughs> you know, it was like. Did he, did he win order, a memorial? But just like was kind of always ham and egging it together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he batted 300. I think that's a compliment. Utility but it was guy. Like a three season, you know, and then he's just a journeyman after that. Okay. Sean O'Hare's in the in the 20, 25th spot with Hurley Long. How about that name? Another DP world tour guy coming over. Do you think that's Joe Long's brother? <laughs> he and Mean Dean. Joe. <laughs> I think he's German. So just out, just out has some interesting names. Uh, Fishburn, BYU guy, long hitter, got her up his twenty seventh. Come on, need him, need got her up on tour. Yeah, I, th- I think Grayson Murray, T27. Burley and Hurley, are they playing together? Burley boy, Grayson Murray. 
Then you got you got Minwoo Lee at thirty six is an interesting name. Uh, the Scriv- Scrivener's at thirty six with Minwoo Lee. Um, well, he's pe- playing landlocked events. You can't expect he's playing in Idaho <laughs> and Columbus. Can't expect Scrivener to be on his game. Go ahead. Big one here to me is Pearson Cootie's T forty four. What are we doing? <laughs> Same with Goderup. What What are we doing? What? How is this? Like these guys? Like there should be some sort of like for for guys that were in the top five of top ten of PGA Tour U, some like per event points. Like oh, these guys came and played seven events and they almost qualified. Like all right, let's put them on. Instead, it's like, oh, if you don't play well these three weeks, if you don't play great, I'm sorry. So we go to the Fortnite and the Shriners and all these other places in a few weeks. Would you be more inclined to watch that championship with Pearson Cootie and Chris Goderup or with Sean O'Hare and Dirt McGirt? Like we've been down that road. At some point, you know, if you've made enough starts, you, you sh- I, I don't well, know. I guess the, it's the, the meritocracy about, element. But, of it. but hold on. The thing about the meritocracy, it's not a meritocracy. These guys made right. seven starts Closed and they're door. here. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is where it's idiotic is these guys have clearly proven. I mean, they've clearly proven. Pierce Cooney was number one in the in the PGA Tour U rankings. Right. They came on, he won. We're 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 updating this, right? We're elevating, we're editing this on the new tour. Wasn't that part of like what Rory or part of the Jay was saying that we want it to be faster for the younger guys to get into elevated, elevated events? Like we're going to make it access faster. Yeah, got her up almost won have... a tour event. <laughs> I mean, this is just apps. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. If now, like these guys. And, and this is what people will say. They'll go out. Th- these guys might go out and play great this week. And I hope they do. And then everybody will be like, see, the system worked. It's like, no, the system's not working. Because this is, we are so close to these guys not getting their cards, cards, even though they've clearly displayed they are PGA Tour players. It is absolutely insane. A- it, it is Nuts! It's like being like, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna let Zion Will- Zion Williamson. He didn't play well in that NCAA tournament. Their team lost. Can't come up to the NBA draft this this year. Can't do it. Can't have him up here. Hey, we're gonna keep you down in AAA. You know, you you just you had a bad week. Uh, who are you most excited about getting a card? Hardy. Personal no, reasons. he had a card last year. I, I think he's I still got. I think he's got some medical starts too. Okay, exactly. like I think that this All is right. where like it's super like, you know, if he play, I think because he, he missed six eight weeks. Um, so I think he's got medical starts. Um, I would say Norman Zhang would be exciting, just because it's it's. I, I really think that's love the answer for every a lot of people. Yeah, I well, I think the thing that is cool about pro golf is like there are unknowns and stuff, and there and Norman Jong coming out of the gates and struggling, nobody expected, but it could end up being the best thing possible for him that he struggled, and it's impossible to see that when the struggles happen. But like one of my favorite things is like with golf, the best golfer at age 13 is rarely the best golfer at age 17. The best golfer at uh, age 20, like Norman Zhang was, is rarely the best golfer at age 23. And just because Norman Zhang right now, I think he's probably 23-ish, just because he's not the best golfer at 23 doesn't mean that he could be, could be the best golfer at age 27. And that's one of the neatest things about this sport, is that that um, greatness is not a linear thing. It's not, you know, it, it can be earned. There can be somebody that has, you know, a breakout at age 30. You know, we saw VJ Singh's a great example of somebody that wasn't truly great at golf until age 35. But meanwhile, you have other guys like Ernie Els who were great at 21, you know, and yeah. that is one of the neat things about golf that no other sport has. 
And yep. Norman Jong is a perfect example of the nonlinear growth of a of a of a golfer. What would Turk Pettit be playing his third straight, fourth straight live event this week? <laughs> not not in the same category. Linearly, I mean, you know, I, who knows? He got his he got his bag. I suppose that's that's why you go get the bag, Payet and Pettit. And they, yeah, they haven't I, been booted while other guys have. Well, they're they got still, a contract. Yeah, right. Seven Peter Uline. Um, I'll say this is going off. This has become a little bit of a Labor Day weekend tradition. This this Corn Ferry Tour Finals where the, the grinding for the last 25 spots. It's going off Sunday on Golf Channel, 4 to 7.30. As live shotgun is ending, probably in that 6.30-ish range, uh, 6 o'clock range. Why doesn't this go to Monday? I was wondering that. Seems like a big mist. I I agree. Um, But the contrast will be stark between Liv, guys who have Friday to Monday. Like, I can't think of a better telecast schedule than Friday to Monday when it's a holiday weekend. They would do that for the old, you know, Deutsche Bank championship or whatever it was. Um, Hey, one other name. Kelly Kraft's currently out. Oh. Gotta have the... Got to have stock PGA Tour player. Can't be on the Corn Ferry Tour player when you're a stock stock example. So that'll be opposite the 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 live all weekend. If you want to make larger, I don't know, claims about playing for guaranteed money versus playing for your job and the I don't know the, the sort of integrity of that or or the wholesomeness of that, you can do that because they will be opposite each other and the stakes of the Corn Ferry Tour Championship will be quite high come Sunday night for those uh, on the bubble. Elsewhere, we have the Dana Open on the LPGA. That is uh, the old event in Sylvania. It used to be the Marathon. Oh. Marathon's still a, still a sponsor, but it's in Highland Meadows Golf Club in Sylvania, Ohio, with a purse of $1.75 million. So LPGA back um, stateside. They were at the CP Canadian Women's Open last, uh, last week. Now they're in the States after you know the summer in Europe. So that's that's a classic, classic event in Northwest Ohio. Uh, what else do we have this week? News, Ryder Cup qualification process. Luke Donald announced he'll do six captain's picks with six qualifiers. It does sound like, um, well, live players weren't officially removed from the process. You can still earn Ryder Cup points. Because of the court injunction. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean they'll be picked or will be eligible when the rubber meets the road? Who knows? Probably not. But six picks? That seems like a good way to do this. These things going forward, more flexibility for captains, not not being locked in. Who knows? I I just it like screwed them last last time, right? And they get caught with the cheeseburger and whatever else. It was a mess. Come Wentworth, they got caught. They got stuck with Westy. Westy got saddled with a with an anchor. <laughs> um, he wasn't horrendous at Whistling Straits. It wasn't Hazeltine level for him. Uh, that's it. I, I got I have, saddled with Fitzy again. I have the list of course that's names, a big, courses. Big uh, story. It, will Fitzy earn his first Ryder Cup point? In Italy? A year from now? Yeah. How about Rory going to play Italy and a couple and play Wentworth? He's, he's play trying to lead by example. Weeks. He's trying to take like John Rahm's argument. You know, he's he's just playing a bunch. So he. You think so? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think he's just playing a lot so that he can say to people, "I'm playing a I lot." I did it. You can yeah. do it. Yeah. I've been it's, there's a the golf course. Go. There's a it's golf course path. that's range just ruins the golf course. It's just horrendous. Like it's a it's a great golf course that's that has a couple holes ruined by um by a range, and there's you know a faction of members that want the range gone. And like go to a different alternative method of range. And I've told them the best way they can go about it is by just protesting the range, never going. Because, you know, the the argument for range is that, hey, you know, everybody uses the range. It's the most used facility at the golf club, right? Everybody goes and uses the range. And if you have a faction of like 50 members that can say, yeah. I don't use the range. That's the best selling point to get rid of the range, right? I protested the range. I haven't used it in a year. 
And the same goes for Rory it, with this new, like, hey, we're going to play these 20 events. He wants to keep his Euro Tour status. He wants to set a good example for the Ryder Cup qualification, right? So he's going to play a lot more than I think he want, would ideally want to play in order to set the example so that others can't be like, well, I'm playing too much. And Rory can say, well, I play this much. I'm a, mm. not, you know. Maybe, yeah. That may be. Look at the sacrifice I'm making by playing. He's definitely taking on a leadership role. Yeah, there's like a Ryder Cup element to going and and also representing in the DP World Tour, making sure that's not just left to twist in the wind. That Wentworth is going to be spicy. Pelly's always popping, already popping back at these guys saying they will not be in featured groups. They will not, you know, just a lot of stuff uh, popping back at the the live boys coming. Uh, We're going to save Friday. We have the course rota for a uh, PGA tour 2k 23. Could I interest you in that? You want me to read that off real TPC, quick? TPC Summerlin TPC Atlantic beach country club a- in alphabetical order. Bay Hill Copperhead Innisbrook Detroit golf club, East Lake quail hollow Riviera. Maybe worth the purchase there. Riviera St. George's golf and country club, the Renaissance club, classic links. You get a real links feel, feel if you're getting 2k 23. T- uh, TPC Boston, TPC Deer Run, TPC Louisiana, TPC River Highlands, TPC San Antonio, TPC Sawgrass, TPC Scottsdale, TPC Southland, TPC Summerlin, TPC Sod Farm, and Wilmington Country Club. That's your I'm video kinda, game, Rhoda. I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get uh, uh, TPC Sugarloaf, Sungjae's home course. I'd be I'd be buying it. if. When's the last time they played an event? They have champions events there. <laughs> I think it's been on the PGA Tour in a long time. Was that like the Bell South or something? Feels like it's been a while since they, that's been on the actual PGA Tour. But uh, yeah, they, they you know the Strategic Alliance got Renaissance Club in the video game. So there you go. All right, that's your Rota. Anything else on this uh, Wednesday afternoon? No, that's it. We'll, we'll uh, this is a, a long little, episode. We'll watch a little live on Friday. So we'll talk to you guys on Friday.